I have spent the last two semesters with some of the most offended white people on the planet. Yes, you. This isn't about harming you or hurting you. This isn't about making you the villain or the victim. This is about calling yourself progressive or liberal without being willing to be accountable to the people that have less privilege than you that you claim that you're an ally for. This makes you the worst kind of ally. This makes you not an ally at all. What I've noticed about a lot of so-called liberal progressive white people that think they're allies is they are a lot like Miss Millie from The Color Purple. You remember Miss Millie because she's in the scene with Oprah's character Sophia when she says, oh my gosh, your children are so clean and they're dressed so nicely. Would you want to be my man? And Sophia says what I would have said. Hell no. Miss Millie says, excuse me, what did you say? And Sophia repeats herself and she says, I said, hell no. So anyway, somehow Sophia ends up punching somebody in the face and she goes to prison and when she gets out of prison several years later she still ends up being Miss Millie's maid. Well one day Miss Millie being the progressive liberal white lady that she is decides that she's going to do Sophia her maid a favor and she takes Sophia home for a holiday dinner and it's her first holiday dinner with her family in years. Miss Millie drives her in her fancy new car that she actually doesn't know how to drive and as she's trying to leave Sophia has been inside for all of like 15 seconds. We hear Miss Millie outside screaming, like shrieking, like she's really being harmed. Because white ladies like Miss Millie know how to do one thing very well. They know how to be the victim. So Miss Millie is losing her mind and you would believe that somebody is doing something to her, but you know what's actually happening? They're trying to help her. Our men all around Miss Millie's car and they're actually trying to help her switch gears, change gears, do what she needs to do to drive this car that she doesn't know how to drive. This analogy is so good, I'm really blessing myself right now. So what the issue is, is Miss Millie doesn't actually see these men as men. She sees them as black men. She pulls this stunt. She yells, always been good to you people. Girl, this how y'all be doing. Except your version of I've always been good to you people is usually something like, I marched with Black Lives Matter. I got a Black Lives Matter bracelet. Can't be racist, I watch Lemonade. I've never heard anybody say that, but I just believe that that's how y'all be acting. This is not how you respond when somebody calls you out for oppressing them or further marginalizing them. You get to go down a list of nice things you've done or things that you think you've done in the past. To listen, you get to sympathize. You get to try to empathize, but I'm emphasizing that try because you don't get to put yourself in the story. This is not about you. The only thing that makes this about you is about the fact that you're the one being called out Listen, sympathize, try to empathize, follow those steps. You get to be quiet until that person is done detailing the ways that you've harmed them. And then you only get to speak if they're actually willing to participate in the emotional labor that it's going to take for you to process this. What would make you a better ally, however, is to say, I am available for further conversation if you are ever available for that conversation. But in the meantime, please forgive me for the way that I've harmed you. I am going to process this. But more than that, I'm going to do better. And you get to go back and you get to do a tutor-all for your cousin. What a tutor-all is? A tutorial. Teach your cousins this information so that they can stop harming. That's what makes you an ally. And it's possible that you get to go back to that person that you've harmed and they will likely forgive you. But only after you apologize in a way that's not just intellectual, a way that actually emotionally connects that person, centers that person in your apology. Center yourself. You're not the victim. Said that already? That you're not the victim? Let me repeat this. You are not the victim. I need to say this one more time that you're not the victim because for some reason when y'all be apologizing white allies somehow you end up being the victim somehow i still end up having to do the emotional labor for you to make you feel better about the way that you just did me that's dumb that's like the person that was raped telling her rape don't cry 
I know you didn't mean to rape me. Not extreme, seriously. Y'all be so problematic with the way that you make yourself the victim when you're apologizing or trying to correct the way that you've harmed marginalized people. Stop that. Yeah, acknowledge it, do better, give a tutorial to your cousins, and let's all move forward being better allies for one another. Yeah, don't be Miss Millie. Piss on me. Tell me it's raining. Then remember how terrified you are of me when I start walking towards you. And I'm just walking towards you to see if we can share your umbrella since you're my so-called ally. Yeah, that part. Yo, what's up, folks? It is Simone and Meek back with the Audisville podcast. Um, I really don't have a yo-yo-yo in me right now, so please bear with us um, while we try to get through this episode. Um, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the clip that we just played and the references from um, the young lady who spoke um, originally, that is from the 1985 movie, The Color Purple, which is one of my faves. Um, and ironically, Steven Spielberg did that um, with, I think, Oprah's Help. And it was with the Goldberg and a couple other big name people. Um, but I just thought it was important quickly before we really get into it to read what I found was the transcript of that scene. Um, because I think it's so poignant and it speaks to kind of what we'll be discussing. And so the character, Miss Millie, um, starts out, she says, I can do it. I could put this thing in reverse. 
I can make it go the right way. And the guy says, she can't get it out of reverse. You get away from me. Don't touch me. Do you know who I am? I've always been good to you people. Calm down. I'm Miss Millie. I'm the mayor's wife. I've always been good to you people. I've always gone out my way for colors. Miss Millie, what's the matter? Those boys tried to attack me. No such a thing. How could you leave me alone for so long? What am I going to do about the car? Jack will drive you home, Miss Millie. I can't ride in a car with some strange colored man. I'll ask my sister Odessa to squeeze in. That way I can have more time with my children. I don't know her either. And so the reason why for me that was so um, important of a scene in the movie is because we reference often the idea of Karen's, right? And Karen's in me has always kind of been like a middle-aged woman, right? In my mind, when I think of like Karen, I think of a middle-aged white woman. But the Miss Millies, right? They're the ones that, mm, they're the undercovers, right? They're the ones I feel like you kind of always have to be, you know, one step ahead, always have to be careful of, are always the ones that appear to have everyone's best interests, right? Don't do nothing to me. I won't do nothing to you type thing. And so in that scene, you know, she gives off the airs like she was helping Sophia, right? I'm dropping you off to spend time with your family, right? I'm doing such a good thing because I don't have to give you the holiday off. It was Christmas holiday. I don't have to give you that holiday off. And things don't go her way. And these men are trying to assist her. And instead of being able to receive it that way, um, appreciate it, respect what they're trying to do, it ends up being turned around and now Millie is a victim. Right. And not only is she a, a victim, but now is the lash out of all I tried to do for you colors. Right. And so for me, I'm like, yo, if that's not relevant today, right now in our climate, I don't know what is. I think that's just indicative of whole. And, and we've talked about this before, the well-meaning white liberal particularly female well-meaning white liberals. I think they, you know, hide behind this mask of, you know, they, they in some ways want to distance themselves from, from their privilege, except when it's convenient for them. And right. then when it's convenient for them, you get the waterworks, you get the tears, you get this, you know, I want you to now make me feel better about myself, even after I've done this thing to you. Well, not just make me feel better about myself, but assist me in upholding the privilege that we all know I have, right? Because at any time I can turn on you. I could be there for you, right? But anytime I can make the decision not to be and I can turn on you and then the odds go back in my favor. And that's the reason why that shit is so scary to me. That's the reason why. And I know that all the talks, you know what I mean, lately have been about, um, you know, these these murders and, and all of this other heinous, horrendous, horrific shit, right? And I'm not taking anything away from any of that shit. This last jaw hit me to my fucking core. P.I.P. George Floyd. That shit was, it's no words. It's literally no words 
yeah. that can be I expressed. think that's kind of how I've been feeling. Right. No for what, like how it took place. Um, I am one of those people. I did watch the video, probably to my own peril. I acknowledge that. Um, and that shit has literally been like on the forefront of my mind since I saw it. Legit. And everyone I've spoken with, um, whether they've watched it or not, has shared in that sentiment. And so like people on go, people on, on people are seeing red, right? And so I think that there is a, a certain climate of what now? What do we do now? Um, in our communities, how do we respond to this shit? You got some people that's on the, you know, we need to organize and talk about a plan to, you, you know what I mean? Like what next and all that shit. You got some other people that's like, yo, they took one, we taking 10. You know what I mean? And so it's it's just a high tense, you know, tense climate right now around that thing. But I think the part that would get washed out and overshadowed are the Millies. Are the Miss Millies, are the Karens. Um, because I know that you've, you know, been hearing about these other stories, but the chick I was telling you about, I found her name is Jennifer Rando, that is the CEO of the company Unbroken Designs. And that's an, a, a fitness and apparel company um, who decided on her own personal time to uh, post on her Instagram page an uh, image of herself and I think her two children. I don't know if she was in the image or whatever, but it was her family, her kids. And it the caption said, wet back Wednesday. Um, somebody called her out on it, like on Instagram, like, yo, you do you know what that term means? And flip it, like they tend to be most of the time. She said, yeah, I know what it means. And it wasn't until people kind of like viewed that more and started to become up in arms about it and going to other outlets like Reddit and being like, yo, this bitch tripping that all of a sudden it was, oh my goodness, I said this thing. Um, I knew that what I was saying was wrong, but I didn't think it was that wrong. Right. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Right. Now, mind you, one of the people that spoke out against her um, when they, I guess, when they found out was a Mexican-American um, model, if I'm not mistaken, who had modeled some of the clothing earlier this year. And so it kind of goes to the idea of, mm, I'm racist to the extent that I carry this particular ideology about you but not so much that I won't use you for my benefit. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so I was, and just, that is their history in a nutshell. Period. That's, that's it. You know, I don't like yep. you to the extent that, to the extent that I can use you. Right. Yeah. That's it. And so, you know, obviously that person was outraged and they were saying they wouldn't work with her again. And, you know, a couple people spoke out against it, but I think just, I mean, I don't want to turn this into a whole bunch of like recording and a whole bunch of like, me reading and all that stuff, but it's something to oh, be no, said. But Say it again. Oh, about the apology, the subsequent apology. Yeah, I just need. I just need. See, it, yeah. it's not going to have the yeah. same impact if I if I read it right. It's not going to have the same impact if I give an excerpt. 
I need you to hear her words from her mouth because it's something to be said about how this apology is delivered, right? Because I will say before I play it that one of my biggest issues in the Black community is how easy we are to forgive. To forgive, yep. As fucking quickly as something is done, as quickly as they say, I'm sorry, as quickly as we say, well, we should forgive them. I just had this conversation today with someone. We were we were briefly discussing the the police officers involved in the George Forge George Forge goodness George Floyd case. And the first thing she said was, "We need to forgive them." And I, I had I had nothing to say to that. So okay. I need to, like I said, I need to play this um, this Jennifer Rando. Unbroken Designs, um, her apology. So bear with me really quickly. Um, hi, guys. I um, wanted to jump on here real quick. Um, so yesterday I posted a photo of my kids eating tacos um, that included a derogatory uh, comment. Um, while I knew that the comment had negative connotations, I, um, I didn't realize how offensive, um, it was, um, which I learned very quickly. <laughs> um, I, uh, I wrote it down because I didn't know what to say. Um. I'm really sorry. Um, I, I'm a white girl. I don't know what oppression is. I mean, maybe I'm oppressed as a woman, but I, I I'm sorry. I just had to stop that real fast. I had to stop that really quickly before I, I finished it. I do want to finish it, but the fact that she starts out <clears throat> by saying. I'm a white girl. I don't know what oppression is. Maybe I am oppressed because I'm a woman, but I don't really know what oppression is. I said this quote unquote derogatory term. And while I knew it could be offensive, um, I didn't think it was that offensive. If that's not the foundation and making of a shit pie, I don't know what the fuck is. I don't know what the fucking character is in the movie to help. I don't think her name is Millie. I, I can't remember what it is, but I remember it starts with an M. The one that the the uh uh maid serves that pie to the shit pie. But if this is not the main ingredient to that fucking pie, I don't I I, I really don't know what it is. Cause basically you just erased <laughs> everything. Before you could even get started, it was the biggest but that I've ever heard. But I'm 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 a letter finish. I'm a letter finish. I don't know what true oppression is, and I didn't mean anything by um posting that comment. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm a product of white privilege, and I I, I mean I really in the moment I thought it was just making a fleeting 
uh, trying to be funny, and and I that was a really really dumb thing to put on the internet, and I'm really sorry. Um, <clears throat> This isn't a reflection of unbroken designs. It's not a reflection on my kids. It's not a reflection of how I'm raising my kids or how Mike and I are raising our kids. This is a reflection of me on a really bad judgment call. Um, and it was a mistake. <clears throat> and um, I'm not a racist. I just, I, I, like I said, I knew that there was negative things tied to this term. I just didn't realize how offensive I was being. And I am very sorry. And I'm asking for your forgiveness. Um, I tried to reach out to the people that have been so outspoken about what I uh, posted. I reached out to people I know personally that... Um, you know, that I may have offended, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know what else to say except for that. I'm sorry. I, I, I own it. I did it. I posted it. I can't take it back, but I took it down and I, I didn't mean any harm. So I, I hope that you can uh, forgive me. I'm sure that I'm going to have to deal with some other uh, backlash. Um, you know, and that's fine. I deserve it. I did a really offensive thing. So, um, I, it was still something left. Um, there were still some words, some empty words left. I'm choosing yeah, not that's to what they continue. Were. Um, because after a while it just becomes monotonous and tedious to, and, and exhausting to listen to. Right. Because while you can't see her, this is one of the times where I wish they could see us. Um, not because it's anything extraordinary going on, but just to be able to see the face expression of listening to someone who basically is trying to solicit your empathy when they've done something that she's even admitted to intentionally yeah. harm you. Like, I'm confused. She is crying and shit. And I'm sitting there like, if somebody don't grab my fucking mug so I can catch some of these tears and stop playing, like, I'm so sick and tired of their total lack of regard and fucking yeah. poor impulse control, right? And it's like, they already know. She's talking about, I know I'm going to have to deal with some type of backlash. Well, not enough, though. Because you saying that it's not a reflection on how you're raising your children. Well, you put your kids in it's, it absolutely is though. Like if you if you're holding these ideas, right? You 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 hold them. You you put it out in the open on public platforms. I imagine what you do and say in your home in front of your children. So like this whole idea that I want to distance myself as far as I can from this fuck shit that I said that I knew was fuck shit when I said it. I want to distance myself. No, it's no reflection on my husband. It's no reflection on my children and how I raise them. It absolutely is, bitch. It absolutely is. You know what the part that I'm I'm confused with right this second is that 
the hypocrisy of all, everything, of all of it, right? Since when don't birds of a feather? Since uh-huh. when? That's the case for her and what she's saying about please separate my, me and my actions from my family. I don't want it to be a reflection on my company. I don't want it to be a reflection on my family. Um, yet this man you're telling us would marry you and understanding how you think and have no idea and have no connection to that shit at all and don't share the same ideas, opinions, values, or nothing is what you're trying to fucking tell me. And you're saying that you posted this shit with your kids and put wet back Wednesday, yet nobody saw the shit. The kids aren't aware of it. They can't fucking read is what you're saying. Like, it, none of this shit makes sense. You knew what you were doing. They called you out on it and you said so. Pretty Only much. and until you had to deal with some type of fucking potential consequence. What I would like to have happen, it's probably not, is for Unbroken Designs to say, we're broken from her ass. Like, at the very bare minimum, right? She's the CEO. No longer. No longer. Because you're saying you knew it was a derogatory term, but what else could it have meant? Because I ain't never heard that shit out of that context. So that shit is sad that you thought that that was going to fly as a fucking apology. And I was reading the comments because I got that from YouTube. And one of the gentlemen said, translation for me, I am sorry for the consequences for myself, but not for the consequences for anyone else. That's basically what it meant. That's basically what it meant. I'd rather her fucking ass stood on the hill and said, I said what I said. Own your shit. Own your shit. The same way Chick-fil-A do with they motherfucking anti-LGBTQIA rhetoric. We said what we said. But no. Uh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Get the fuck yep. out of here. It's the same exact and they, thing. And they do that shit because we don't we don't shut their ass down. Right. We sit there, we absorb this shit, and then most often we participate in helping her manage her emotions. Cause now we gotta come outside of the offense that was made toward us to come help you manage your fucking emotions. For some shit you did. Which is exactly what the young lady said when we first started this. Her name is Ebony Janice Peace. I got that from YouTube as well. That's exactly what her point was. Own your own shit. Manage your own emotions. And maybe y'all collectively can get together and figure out it. But that ain't for us. We didn't create this fucking system. So therefore, we're not responsible for the destruction or dismantling of it. We're not. I'm not here to tell you how racism works. Yes. Yes. That's not my job. So the idea that we're supposed to forgive you when you intentionally do something to us. As soon as you ask for it. Period. As soon as you ask for it, it should be automatic. Period. And you know what's interesting too that, that is screaming and reeking of privilege to me? The idea that you said, yeah, I know I'm going to have to deal with some backlash and that's cool. Like I'm right. Nobody else. If I did some shit right now, I would be sitting there like, oh, shit. I don't know what the fuck going to happen. She was like, yeah, I mean, I know it's going to be some shit, but you know, <laughs> like you're not even worried for real. You're only crying because you're embarrassed. And the, the thing that's wild to me. This shit sounds scripted, bitch. It sounds like you memorized some lines because the way she goes, I know I benefit from white privilege. 
that you didn't know that before you got on that fucking internet or God's internet and type that bullshit? You you didn't know it then? She said she had to to read it because she wrote it down. Child. So tell me how heartfelt that was. That bitch went on Google and was like, what are the social justice warrior buzzwords? (laughs) That's exactly what she did. I am a black woman. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, she was like, fuck that. those were definitely her words. That part right there, I am a white woman in America. That would have been me. That's what I was I am a black woman. That's how it got to start out. Because for you, you got to hit the, get the most impact. Yes. Yes. That's what she said. She was like, I, I mean, I don't know what oppression is. She should have followed that up with, I just know how to oppress. Like, yes. ma'am, ma'am, Miss Rando, No. That ain't it. But all fucking week we've been seeing these whack ass apologies after these yeah. people have taken it upon them amongst themselves to just be like real wild and belligerent because it's no different than the Central Park situation. We dog walking or we bird watching because we can't do both at the same time. Exactly. Your dog got to be on a leash, you man. You know what's crazy? Every time one of these things happen and the situation is flipped and the black person is supposedly the one that wasn't following the quote-unquote rules, all across social media, people are like, all you had to do was follow the rules. If you just comply. Yeah. Why didn't he just do it? Why didn't you just answer the questions? Why didn't you, like, they do that shit all the time. To see these roles reversed, and this bitch flip out about being asked to do some shit, she should have been doing already. They said there were signs. Should have been on the goddamn. They leash. said there were signs all over. Yes, yes. Signs all over. The bull said, "Hey yo, can you put the dog on?" A-? And she had a leash. She had the fucking leash. Yo. Yes. Can you put the dog on a leash? Her immediate. She went straight from how like how dare you? She went straight into how dare you? Yes, I've always been good to you people. Period. Do you know who I am? She said. I am yes. Miss Millie. I am the mayor's wife. I've always been good to you people. I've always been good to colors. Yeah. And that's exactly, that was exactly what the shit was. Yeah. She said, Color those, purple 2020. those boys tried to attack me. And that's exactly what this woman, fucking what's exactly. her name, Amy Cooper, said directly to this man's face. And this is, this is the fucking caudacity of these motherfuckers. She looks him in his face, camera in her face, and still said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call the police and tell them. That an African-American man is, you know what, I'm I'm stumbling over my words here because this is the part that bothers, like this is the part that, that gets at me that's really scary is that you knew what you were doing. No, she did it intentionally. She was telling him, thinking that it would be a deterrent. She wanted him to put the phone down. He's like, nah, not not on this day. Yeah. You can tell him whatever you want. Period. Tell him whatever you want. And And then she did. And she did. She did. And she did. (laughs) And felt nothing. She felt nothing. But I'm going to tell you who did feel something. Fido felt something because she was gripping that little puppy up like it was nobody's business. The crazy. And guess what? The animal rescue that she got that dog from. 
came and ripped up their dog. They said four uh, and five. Send that dog back. Four and five. Yes. That's what they yes. said. That's what they said. Yes. They was like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Animals? No, we rocks for yes. animals. We rocks for animals. We can excuse racism, but the dog? But animal the abuse? Animal? animal abuse? Yes. Oh, no, no, no. But I'm yes. going to tell you this too, though. Her job was like dismissed. As they should have. Yeah. They was like, yo, we, and that's the thing about it, right? That's That actually is my plan. Right. That's that's my fucking 2020 uh, 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 proposal moving forward. That's the way you're going to stop this shit. Everybody that's connected to the fucking offender need to be like, nope, you on your own. I unfriend you, bitch. Yep. You are fired. You'll be lucky. Yo, think- you are fucking lucky that child protective services. Don't come into these homes and say, you know what? We view this as abuse. Yes. We're removing your fucking kids. Because they can remove the dog and the dog got gripped the fuck up. They removed the dog. Everybody that's connected to these people need to be like, nah. Because you went to some fuck shit and we ain't with it. Because if a job can say your racist behavior and rhetoric is what we want to like distance ourselves from, then somebody is saying something wrong. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. it's interesting because obviously these people are trying to protect their interests, right? So she works for Franklin Templeton. They like, yo, we gotta protect our interests. You know, see the same way if Unbroken Designs desi- decided to distance themselves from you know Jennifer Rando, it would be, yo, you gonna affect our bottom line. It ain't really, really, really. Because we see a problem with the system right. of race system is because them zeros. You're making us look bad. Period. And that's going to affect, like you said, those zeros. Yeah, that's really what it's about. The thing I think is interesting, though, right? So the man that she got into, um, I guess I'll say the dispute with um, Christian Cooper, which is also interesting. Yeah. Um, no relation. No relation. Because everything you read, be like. No relation, right? <laughs> um, yes. He, after she issued her apology, which I won't play right. because That's I was asking you, did you hear the apology? Yeah, I won't. I won't play her apology because, quite honestly, it's not that much different than the yeah, one that I did. Play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same. It's the same. They, they, they consulted the same um, entity for that one. Um, but after that, he issued a statement himself saying. He didn't think that it should have went that far in terms of her being consequenced. Right. That right. he felt like he didn't want her life to be impacted. He actually well. said he was uncomfortable I, 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 with I, the backlash she was receiving. I think I might have it. Wait a minute, let me check. Uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. Well, his his uh, you know, choice to. Cause he can feel however he wants, right? Like I, I can't, right. I can't stop that. Um, but his decision to um, lean into his discomfort that way and then speak on it made me uncomfortable, quite yes. honestly. Um, nah, I didn't have it, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend the time to try to like find it right now. Because here's the thing: they rely on that shit. They rely on our forgiveness, and it never stops because we don't ever stop to check it. We don't ever stop to say. Because it's this automatic expectation. 
white folks say they apologize, genuine or not, you're supposed to accept. Yeah. Fuck all of that. Yeah. I don't accept your apology. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Change behavior is the only thing I ever hear about. Somebody said that to me and and it's probably been more poignant than some of the, any of the other lessons I've ever learned, which is fuck your words. The best apology is change behavior. And so collectively, we don't fucking believe you. We don't trust you. um, We don't forgive you. We don't believe anything you have to say because it hasn't been demonstrated through your actions. Exactly. And that's just I think that um I was listening to the view. Oh god. I don't know if you I don't know if you've seen it. I was listening to a clip of the view of the ladies talking about this exact situation with Amy Cooper and Megan McCain starts talking first and she does flat out very quickly um admonish you know, Amy Cooper for what she did, but follows it up directly with her being a liberal Uh and making a sizable contribution to Obama's campaign. Of course. Because Obama. Right. Right. Um, And that kind of, it definitely wasn't funny, ha-ha, but she made a point to point out that it's not just conservatives that are racist. And that, you know, liberals can be racist, too. And I find that ironic because <laughs> we know that. We, we, we know that. We know exactly how well-meaning white liberals can be. I've always been We've good to seen people. It. I've always right. been good to colors. We've seen it. We've seen the Miss Millies of the world. We've seen it. We didn't need that lesson. But it did bring to mind a quote that I came across on Twitter mm. as I was doing my social media thing, listening to what you know people are saying about the topic. And it was very interesting because this pinpoints exactly what the entirety of the Amy situation is. It's a quote by um, a social scientist named Francis Wilhoyt. This shit says, conservatism first let me say that he didn't um he didn't believe in multiple political parties he thought that all of them were based on conservative ideologies and it's just and they just fall on a spectrum so he says that conservative conservative theory consists of exactly one proposition there must be in groups whom the law protects and does not bind alongside outgroups whom the law binds but does not protect. And that just made so much sense to me that these things exist intentionally, right? Like, it's intentional. There are groups that, you know, that the law protects but does not constrict, hold on to. Yes. And then there are subgroups that it constricts and hold on to and doesn't protect. And I thought that the situation between Amy um, and the Mr. Cooper were completely indicative of this thought, this train of thought. Here you have it, the roles flipped. Now I'm expecting you to follow this law that would normally constrict and bind me as a black person or a person of color. I'm expecting that same thing from you. And her 
part of it was, no, this law is supposed to protect me, not bind me in the same way that it should bind you and not protect you. Right. It was another situation, though, where I looked at it and I was like, okay, um, poor impulse control, because you're you're letting your everything seep out in that moment. You're letting your everything, everything, everything that you could possibly think um, that they think about us. She allowed to seep out in that exchange. Mm -hmm. Everything it was. He ain't supposed to beat her. You know, I mean, with you. You ain't got to do, you know, or follow behind any of the laws, even yeah. the ones that are explicitly, you know, outlined for you, um, that even when you're confronted in a non-confrontational manner, that it still means that you're going to buck up with aggression. She kept advancing towards him and he's like, hey, yes, you know, back yes. up. She's like, you know, put the camera down, blah, blah. She's making all these demands and he was supposed to comply. He was the one that was supposed to follow her directives. Instead of him being in that moment in the right, right, and her just saying, you know what, you're right, let me do this thing real fast. It was no, not only am I coming for you, let me get my backup. Yep, because let me get my personal bodyguard. Let me get them because what we've all been shown is that she, this is what would be expected. And so when I'm reading these different articles, everybody's consensus basically, you know, everybody's come to the same consensus which is white people at this point are well aware of the consequences of involving police into right. whatever you know disputes they're having. We know what the outcomes are. They've been demonstrated and proven, yet she said, fuck all that. You know what I mean? I'm going to do this thing anyway. And so that to me was probably the most egregious because even though nothing happened, it didn't go left, she was fully willing, prepared, and, and right. participatory in the idea that it could. Right. It's just when we when you think about George Floyd and Amy Cooper, that could have been the beginning and end of one situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the George very Floyd, beginning and the very end. But the George Floyd situation, right? The thing that was interesting to me was that it all started. Because he went into a store and tried to make a purchase with a check that the store personnel believed to be a bad check. And so instead they of actually interview the store owner today and it wasn't a check, it was a $20 bill that you know how they marked the bill. Okay. Yeah. It turned out to be um, counterfeit, which made me think. How often do you get bills? Like, who knows whether the bills they have in their pocket are counterfeit or not, right? Like, sure. they, this idea, I, I know the bad check for me made it seem like, oh, well, he knew he was, you well, know. Well, this is the thing. I either was, way, I felt either way, right? So either way for me, I didn't hear about the thing today. I didn't hear the, the interview. And what I read before said something about a check. So I'm mistaken. However, even being informed now that it was an actual physical bill doesn't change how I feel about it because my from what I've seen right in my own experience you go into the store I've seen this shit happen somebody go into the store they got some you know bogus shit not one time have, have I ever seen the police call usually they're like yo no <laughs> we ain't taking it bye right and I'm not saying that you that the you know protocol wouldn't be to like 
inform someone of this thing, but don't take the fucking money. Like, I'm confused. Like, don't take the money. Look, we, we believe that this isn't, you know what I mean, um, legitimate. It seems counterfeit. We won't accept it. Have a good day. Like, I... I I'm confused. I wasn't saying that for me it changed. It's, it's still the same thing for me. But initially when it was just the thought of it, a bad check, I noticed a lot of people saying on comment threads, well, he knew he passed the bad check, making all kind of equivocations or justifications for it. Either way, it would have been wrong. Right. But I think for me, when I heard that it was cash, I was like, that's even like, it didn't matter anyway. But like, who knows who walking around knowing, you know, that the, whether the bills they got are counterfeit. Like, it could literally have happened to anybody. Right. And like you said, if that were the case, don't take the bill. Say, yo, I can't take this. Period. Period. I mean, if it's ripped a little bit, I know sometimes they trip about it. Like, I've never seen them call the police, you know what I mean, in response to it. And so when you see the, the video, I did watch the video, like, like I've said to multiple people, probably to my peril. But when you see the video, it comes on with the man already subdued on the ground. Yeah. He's already handcuffed and everything, and they're still holding him down. And so yeah. when you first see it, I'm already like mind blown. Like, why did like where is this about to go? Because the simple thing to me would be that they would lift him up and put him in the vehicle. And people were even right. saying, bystanders were saying, he's not resisting. He's not fucking resisting. Pick him up. Put him in the car. You got the one officer that's standing in the front of, you know, of the people recording that I guess is trying to be like the buffer. And then you got the one with his fucking knee in the back of this man's throat. While the man is fucking pleading for everything, for fucking air, for water. Just telling him, look, I'm in pain. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. To the point where he's, and you and I have discussed this, start calling for his fucking for his mother. mother. I think that, that all of it was egregious, but I think that that is what like broke my, broke my heart. Broke my heart. They said that his mother had passed some years ago, a few years ago. Right. And so I'm just sitting here like, you calling for this grown man is calling for his mother who he knows is dead. Right. Right. Like what was going through his mind? Like he right. he knew what was happening. And he said at one right. point, they're they're gonna kill me. You're like, gonna, kill, gonna me. kill me. Yep. Um, and so, you know, you have like this thing that, you know, we're witnessing um like secondhand and shit, but the people who are there trying to advocate on this man's behalf, um, I did see today briefly i didn't like look too much into it but the one of the young girls she's 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 fucked up she said i'm like i'm completely yeah. traumatized and devastated like she's fucked up like fucked up and it's like you you can't even imagine you cannot even people are imagine. threatening this young lady saying she could have done more oh, than yeah. just videotape i'm like yeah what yeah i've heard that too Cause if I was there, I would have nothing. Yes. Everybody wants the Monday morning fucking quarterback. You wouldn't have done shit. You would have done exactly what everybody else did. If that. Every time the crowd tried to get close to them, the Asian cop kept reaching for his gun. 
Yeah, if that. Like, you would have done what everyone else there did. If that, because that one guy that was there, he was, like, bucking up a little bit. You know, he was, like, super, like, on edge. He was, like, really yeah. angry. He was, like, you know, kind of, like, um, you know, exchanging in a back and forth, you know, dialogue. Like, he, he was, like, ready. He was ready. And I'm, like, damn. To feel like you like you you're so in it, but like feel so helpless. Because this is the thing, right? right? I hear everybody with the, you know, because I would have thing, but then it would have been two black people dead. Because we didn't see, right, initially, that there were two additional officers behind the police vehicle, right next to the cop that was kneeling yeah. on the guy's neck. There were two additional officers. How many rounds can four guns hold? The guy who was doing a lot of the talking said that they didn't even know. No, they, they didn't, didn't know. even know that there were other people they didn't know, know. on the other side. They didn't know. And we didn't know as watchers of the video until they dispersed and you start seeing yes. people go to their different vehicles and you're like, oh snap. They're religious. Like you don't know you don't know who else was around. You don't know shit. You're unarmed, you're unprepared. You didn't expect to see some shit like this happen. You telling right. me you gonna go in, you know, on some like Superman shit? Like, be for real. Let's not do that, right? Because then you start putting energy in wrong places. Yes. You start putting energy in wrong places. I don't need to talk about what those people didn't do. I'm talking about after this shit happened, how the people rallied it up into this man's fucking crib and was parked outside. And they should have. Okay, rallying in front of his fucking have. house, waiting for his ass to come outside. Because the mayor of Minnesota himself said this motherfucker should be in handcuffs. He should be arrested. There's a video out showing all of the cops that came to protect him in his home. Oh, I saw it. There are, it, it gotta be at least a hundred, a hundred cops in this video. Gotta be at least a hundred. And it just, I'm just thinking like, First of all, this dude's a civilian now. He is no longer with the police force. Period. Because he got fired. So you mean to tell me that a hundred plus police officers are going to go to a civilian's home to stand in formation to protect this home and the person in it? And we wonder why all these motherfucking Karens and Kevins think that the police force and it's um, officers are their personal bodyguards. That's why. That is his. That is their brother in blue. Because he, he's not. Well, he's a civilian. Yeah, yeah. Well, the mindset is still there. The mindset is still there, right? So when they talk about protect and serve, protect each other and serve their interests. That's what mm -hmm. the fuck they mean. That's what that means. It doesn't mean anything to the fucking public for real, for real. It just so happens that Karen and Kevin benefit. But when it when it's all said and done, and, and, and that's only to the extent that those brown folks don't step out of line. See, people keep right. coming for the Asian cop, right? And I'm, I'm holding his ass accountable, too. However, they'd have turned the fuck on him, too. I know they would have. I, everything in my heart is saying it would have been an Asian cop that... And two black people did that day if that Asian cop would have decided to allow his morality and his better job. I know he knew it was something wrong. I know he knew it was something wrong. 
I know. I just know. I know he did. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm angry at him too. I'm I not saying that I'm not. I'm not saying I'm. Not. I'm saying fuck him. All of that. I'm saying fuck him, and there's no buts with that. But what I'm saying is, I also think that black and brown officers are aware that they are only officers to the extent that white cops allow. They're only they're only viewed as part of the like the good old boys club as far as white officers allow. They're there to do their bidding too. They're not exempt. I mean, we've heard stories of fucking black cops that weren't in uniform that have received similar fucking treatment and couldn't like, like, oh shit, right? This shit is real. And it's like, that shit don't mean nothing. That's the reason why, part of the reason why I get so angry when you hear that blue lives matter shit. It's the reason why I get so angry when you hear that blue lives matter shit because that quote unquote blue life, you put that shit on. You chose that. Mm-hmm. This black life yeah. we talk about, this ain't something I got up and put on. This ain't something I chose. This something yeah. I was fucking born with. You a brother in uniform. Child. Out of uniform, you just a brother. Child. That's it. That's it. And so I I mean, I don't, I don't. Like I said, I'm not giving him any fucking passes. His ass got fired too. They could camp outside his motherfucking house too. You know what I mean? Prevent yep. him from getting food deliveries and all that shit just like they did the other Make one. them uncomfortable. Period. Period. Yep. Yep. That's my fucking stance on this. I'm not, I'm not mad at that idea. Um, but I definitely, I definitely think it's something to be said about about that, about black and brown officers choosing to be off, like choosing to be officers, like that shit weird to me. Especially if, if that's if that's the trade off you gotta make. If that's the trade off you gotta make, where you gotta turn a blind eye to shit that's happening to people who look like you. I, I can't. I really can't sympathize. You know, like you said, with folks who choose to be officers knowing um you know that that's the trade-off and I, I can't imagine that nobody knows that i can't imagine that they don't know that i think they they yeah i don't know about the trade-off i know that there have been multiple instances of people black and brown people who are making similar trade-offs for what they consider to be um bigger payoffs right and so the situation that's coming to mind, I don't know if you, you know, kind of gotten caught up on this, but the fucking chick Doja Cat. Yeah. Okay. Now, let me first yeah. say, I was kind of rocking with her a little bit. I was rocking with her before this shit came out because I thought she was pretty eccentric. You know what I mean? She seemed to be like, you know, beating to her own drum type shit. She didn't seem like she was trying to fit in no particular box. It was like, whatever. And I'm like, yo, I really, I fuck with that. When I see that and, you know, she was young and fresh and, and new on the scene and all that shit, I'm like, okay, I could, I could rock with this, right? She got the best fucking lyricist or nothing, but it was fun type shit to me. Um, Because this week has been a bitch, right? That shit has kind of been exposed as well. 
that apparently she was involved in some type of like race play yeah. shit um, on some like, you know, call me a nigga, you know, type shit, hitting up like white supremacy chats, chat rooms and all this shit. And I'm just like, sis, wait, you are volunteering and asking yes. to be degraded. I'm confused like shit. That ain't my type of denigration. That ain't what I like. Like you, you on some whole other shit. Like that shit. And then like, apparently it was some videos out where she was like, uh, criticizing like her own like hair texture and some other weirdo shit she was saying about herself and apparently she has a song that I haven't heard um I didn't go to try to seek out these lyrics either so about Sandra Bland it was supposed to be about Sandra Bland she keeps saying it's not um but it's called didn't do nothing or something like that didn't do nothing yeah, I um, definitely didn't look at the lyrics. Yeah, she claims because I just brief, briefly glanced over her uh, her apology too. This is another one that was like, "I'm sorry, you know, I I didn't know I was offending people." And let me tell you what she I learned thought. it from her mother. Uh, look, look, she learned it from her, from her Miss Millie mother. Okay. She's like, no, it wasn't like that. I actually was trying to flip the script and I was trying to use terms that have been used to hurt me, you know, in my lyrics to try to like, you know, come for those people who, ma'am, you're exhausting. Shit, they don't need to do shit else to us for the simple fact that we do it enough to ourselves. I, I just don't understand what we don't get about that. Like we've been so inundated with and indoctrinated really with the fucked up messages about ourselves that then we continue to carry the shit. We're carrying the torch. We literally are the torch bearers. Yes. And then we get mad. Like what? Like I'm confused. Like I really am confused. Yeah. All I know is, you know how unforgiving Black Twitter is. And thank God for them. They hit her up with somebody got some of us got to be unforgiving. Look, they hit her up with the Nino Brown New Jack City cancel that bitch. bitch. (laughs) They they ain't give a fuck. Yeah, it was like it's nothing you could say. Um, period. It's nothing you could say. So. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't a huge Doja fan, but I definitely was surprised to see that shit. Like, I, I it, it's hard. It's hard to compute for me. It's it's hard to compute for me. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's, it's been. It's the last few days have been like I, I really don't have a whole lot of words. It's, it's, I really no don't real, it's, it's nothing really to say, especially not about that, not about her. We know all the reasons why, um, you know, something like that would happen. We know all the reasons why, um, like we, 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 we get it from her. Right. I, I understand it. I get it. You know, 
hopefully she'll understand at some point. Um, if not, it goes back to what I say all the time. Everybody, everybody like us ain't for us, and everybody like us can't go. Yep. And that's just point blank period. And and you know what? For me, and I could be dead ass wrong in this perspective. If you are a black or brown person, I would rather know where the fuck you stand. So when the shit hit the fan, I know what, where you going. And I know where you're not. And I know what to expect from you already. And let's just go ahead and divvy this thing up. Because one of the biggest things, and I've said this even as early as like today, um, I don't think we have the time that we think we have to go back and try to re-educate those type people. Like while we go back and try to say, look, you know, this is the reason why you feel the way you do about yourself. This is the reason why this is harmful. This is the, you know, this is the situation when it comes to, you know, your platform and what you're putting out here to the world. This is the reason why it's problematic. Like, I don't know if we have that type of time to do the type of reconditioning that a person like that would need. Yeah. I don't know if we have the time and or energy, quite honestly. Yeah, I don't got the energy. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you, just so. like I, Google is a thing. Google is a thing. Google is a thing, but like, who the fuck are your people? Who's around you? I say it all the time. Who are your friends, right? There was a person involved with you when you were recording that song. It was a person that I was just making a comment, a joke earlier before we started recording. You know, we need a sound engineer. There's a fucking sound engineer. There was somebody involved in every step of the way to get that album out. And if I'm not mistaken, the remix had fucking Nicki, Nicki Minaj on it. So it were multiple people who heard this shit before it got the fuck out to the public. That means fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Who's next? Seriously. Seriously. Because once again, it goes all the way back to the what's the bottom line? Your bottom line is your bottom line. Is your pockets. And it's not until something comes out that could potentially damage that your financial stream that you care. And so I get when our people come and say, yo, we got to hit them in the pockets. Yo, we need a day where we're not spending nothing or we need a day where the only thing we're flooding is black owned businesses. I get it when they say that. Because sometimes the only way that they listen is dollars and cents. Common sense, not so much. Financial sense, okay. My only issue with that, though, is that the people that are doing the things like putting their fucking knee in people's necks aren't the ones that's going to be impacted by our decision not to spend. The Gucci's, the Louis, the Prada's, hell, the fucking Target's that got looted, you know I mean, Walmart's, all of those fucking like corporations, they're the ones that would be impacted. Now, if you want to play past the torch, then, yeah, you go that route. You give it, put it in their hands, and then they have to go and say, we're being impacted, so I'm going to need y'all to chill. It's fucked up that it got to go that far, that it got to go to that extent where the only way that hashtag Black Lives Matter is if somebody feels like their ability to eat is impacted. 
But if our ability to breathe is impacted, your ability to eat needs to be impacted. I think that, and and I've said this before, I think that um, if we're honest with ourselves, white supremacy and those who act on its behalf only respond to two languages, money and violence. Um, And I think that if we are talking about a collective reason, tactical response to the shit that's happening to us, um, I think it requires layers, right? And I, it, there, there is no one thing is gonna work, right? Um, but I'm not, I'm not um, delusional enough to believe that violence is not one of those things. Absolutely, violence. I, yeah, I'm not delusional to think violence is one of those tactics. Um, and there are people, you know, activists who consider themselves nonviolent. That's cool. We can do Martin and Malcolm. It does not have to be one or the other. Well, we see that one or the um, other has not worked. We've seen mm-hmm. that one or the other has not worked up until I mean, this I think it kind of depends on who you talk to and what you consider work. Um, well, I know if the outcome is assassination and then nobody to pick up that proverbial torch, then to me, that's not necessarily work. Because once we lose the leader, if the message doesn't continue, then we got a bunch of quotes and slogans and memories and books and lessons and I I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I get it. I think that... um I think that in a comprehensive movement, I think that there is room for both. I think there's room, like I said, for Martin and Malcolm. And I don't know, um, you know, I think that people have this one, you know, this really narrow, linear kind of like tunnel vision about, you know, what, what, whether, whether we're going to go with Malcolm or whether, or whether we're going to go with Martin. And my thing is both and. Both and um, I think that we could be doing stuff, you know, to prepare ourselves for when shit really hit the fan. But while we're doing it, let's get on these streets. I don't give a fuck about the looting. I don't give a fuck about these buildings. I'm never going to prioritize people. I mean, people over profits. And that's essentially what, you know, the people who, you know, look downcast at the at the protesters or rioters or whatever. People prioritizing pets, too, right? Over people because that's the thing like we were talking about before there was more of an outcry for how yeah, the, for the dog, dog was handled in the Central Park case than for the way she was treating that man right and I'm a dog lover I love dogs facts me too but you in know this I do. moment in this context fuck that dog let me tell you something you know I love dogs I have a fucking dog for anybody that don't know I got a big ass 165 pound Akita. He's big as shit. I love him to death. He's still technically a fucking baby. He act like a baby and all that. I have <laughs> had people in my fucking neighborhood call the fucking ASPCA on me saying that he didn't have adequate shelter. This motherfucker's shelter, so to speak, is bigger than some people's New York City apartments. Y'all can kiss my entire ass. My entire ass. Y'all so fucking worried about the wrong shit. You're worried about this dog. That if anybody saw this dog as big as he is, as 
as husky as he is, it ain't not a near motherfucking bone exposed. Ain't no fucking like scratches. He don't look. Not, he his coat is beautiful. Y'all more worried about him than y'all are walking down the street and seeing the displaced person. Yep. The disheveled person. A fucking kid that, you know, you know for a fact is being neglected or abused or whatever. You're so fucking worried about the wrong shit. Do you fame people who are so obsessed and concerned and worried about these pets are the very same ones that say, well, you should have just complied. So. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Like I said, I feel like I've been rambling. I feel like my thoughts are all over the place. I want to definitely give a shout out to the UX for a podcast um, because they did a hard show. Yeah. Yeah. They did a hard fucking show. They did their thing. You know what I mean? I can't be mad because none of this shit is easy. And don't none of us want to fucking talk about this shit. You know what I'm saying? Don't none of us sh- don't don't none of us want this to be on the forefront of our fucking minds at all. You know what I mean? I start I start having this like dichotomous like feeling, you know, experience earlier. I jumped on social media for a second because a lot of times that's my outlet. A lot of times, you know, that's that's my source of like kind of laughter and you know what I mean, like a, a a break from like all of the seriousness, right? And you realize that that's not going to be the case because of the shit that's going on and people are going to flood social media with this shit, right? But I start feeling like every time I saw a fucking post that wasn't what I consider to be a serious post, I start getting angry. Almost like how dare y'all still have a good time amidst, right? And then I had to check myself and be like, hey, yo, that same fucking space and grace. Right, because we ain't yep. mentioned COVID this entire fucking episode, like as if that shit mysteriously went away, and it has not. We're still in the middle of dealing with that shit, and then have to be compounded with all of these other situations. Once again, it makes I, I said this last time. It it helps you to understand how people lose their shit. Yep. Like it helps you to under better understand. If you don't understand how people could like literally like go off the deep end, considering all the stuff, I don't. I, I feel like I would I would question some of your humanity. And we have we also have been conditioned collectively to kind of operate as if shit ain't fucking happening around us. How quickly we complain about COVID and and all of that, but how quickly we settled into the routine of it. Is the same concern I have about white folks in this shit. Yeah, you have you have some people that have the outcry of it, right? Oh, that's so messed up. Oh, I'm so sorry. And giving you this like faux bullshit ass empathy, right? Is the same way that tomorrow I'm taking my daughter to cheer practice. Like nothing yep. fucking ever happened, yo. And we still gotta sit here in this. And we still gotta add to the list of names that I can't even fucking remember anymore. And then I start getting mad at myself for that shit by itself. Because it's supposed to be hashtag say they name, right? How the fuck I'm supposed to say they name when I can't remember them all? Like, yo, legit is as, as, as well-spoken as I think I can be, as well-read as I think I am. 
I have literally and legit been at a loss for fucking words, yo. Because at some point, it's overwhelming. At some point, you got to say enough is enough. And no, we don't have the fucking answers, right? No, we don't know exactly what the plan should be or what, should we, what we should be doing. But I think we know what we shouldn't be doing. And that's running quick to be so fucking forgiving. Running quick to be so fucking like amenable. Running quick to be the fucking educators and teachers and preachers to a system, like I said, that we didn't fucking create. You are the architect and engineer or some shit, but you want me to tell you how it works. You gave us the instruction manual. And the shit been defective ever fucking since. Ain't not near recalling this bitch. It gotta go. It gotta go. Like, I mean, I, I really, I, I don't even know, like I said, what else to say for her. I don't even know what else to say. We obviously don't have a fucking lemonade letter. You know what I mean? <laughs> not that we don't have it, but we're choosing not to explore it. Yeah. I'm not saying fuck your relationships right now. I'm just simply saying that whatever the fuck is going on between y'all, figure it out. Aside from the fact that you're beating on this nigga or this nigga whipping your ass. Aside from that, in this particular moment today, not to seem incredibly insensitive, but... I, I think I think, have to I figure think it out. It, it, this is this it's a somber episode because we are in a somber moment right now. I think folks are struggling, like you said, to figure out for themselves. Like I think everybody collectively is kind of like in this moment where it's like, I don't have words. I know I am. I know I am. And I imagine that other people, you know, are feeling that same sentiment. Yeah, the only person that's not at a loss for words right now is Millie. And right now, I need Millie to shut the fuck up and go sit down. And I need Millie's friends to check her. Right? Because that's the one thing that is missing from the fucking equation. Is that people aren't checking their so-called loved ones. You see something, you say something type shit. Y'all need to get your fucking people in order, y'all. This shit is, yeah. is out of hand. It's out of control. And like I said, the, the impulse control is on a on a negative. And so we can continue to record, you know, people's bad behavior. You know, we can continue to use words to call them out. I have no problem with that. I think that, you know, recording, you know, on a phone is probably one of the most powerful things we have in our arsenal right now today. But y'all need to check yourselves. Y'all need to police yourselves. You want to police something? Police yourselves. Y'all want to hold somebody accountable and, and, and be, you know, angry on our behalf and, you know, empathize and sympathize and be so sorry. Take that same energy. Like a pastor would say, turn and look at your neighbor. And say, stop it. Just stop. Just stop. Your first response in this regard is, is usually the incorrect one. That's just where I'm at at this point. 
That's literally where I'm at at this point. I have I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. I have nothing. I don't know if you have anything else. If not, I think we could kind of wrap up right here. You know, we love you guys for listening. We appreciate you. We hope that you're staying safe. If Millie does listen to this, um, yeah, we said what we said. We meant what we said. And so, until, I guess, next time. Be safe.